Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Patriots are in the end zone as it's really the marquee game of Week 12. There are a lot of great games, but all eyes on Cowboys and Patriots. How do we know this, from The only other game going on right now is Jags-Titans. And no one is watching that one. <laughs> I can promise you that. No one but us. Here's here's the crazy thing about that game, though. Like, if you look at how things are playing out, both in the NFC and both in the AFC, Jags Titans may have more playoff implications just because of how crazy the wild card, that final wild card in the AFC, could get. Patriots are going to the playoffs. The Cowboys now have a game-and-a-half lead over the Eagles, depending on how this outcome turns out. But let's be real. All eyes on Cowboys and Patriots. And this is – this. Is, there are a few matchups, I think, in NFL history that – you know, we just we always wanted to see, but we never saw. Like we we haven't seen a Rodgers Brady Super Bowl. We've seen Packers and Patriots play, but it was a Favre against Bledsoe game. You always maybe wanted to see a Steelers Niners. You know, two teams that had such great history. We've never seen Cowboys Patriots, but if we could, I think a lot of people feel this would be like the must watch Super Bowl of them all. We get it this week in Week Twelve. Yeah, it, it would be the probably the biggest uh, Super Bowl on record because of. Uh the storied histories of these two franchises, one being America's team. Uh, you pick one, which one that is. Just going to throw that. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this: the the America's team motto or phrase, and Tom Brady even said that I think this week of that he doesn't look at the Patriots as America's team. But when you look at the other 30 fan bases in the NFL, 
everybody hates these two teams. Yeah, yeah so everybody yeah. would watch them for various reasons. Cowboys are America's team. Whether uh, it's whether it's real or not, that phrase ends up just like Title Town. Title Town is Green Bay. Green Bay may not have the most titles of of any sports franchise, but the point being is there are certain phrases and monikers and nicknames for for cities and teams and the Cowboys are America's team, whether they really are or not. Well, they're the they're the most expensive franchise, so I guess that uh, in all of sports, uh, America's so, dollar sign as the S. I, I, I guess that uh, propels them as America's team. The uh, other games that we are focusing on today are the games that have already happened, and then a couple of great games to wrap up Week Twelve. The final week of buys we've got for this schedule. Really, really is set up. Sometimes when you have bye weeks and, and marquee teams off, you don't get great games. But we've got Niners Packers tonight. You've got Ravens Rams tomorrow. We just told you about Cowboys and Patriots going on right now. But earlier today, Seahawks Eagles was an interesting affair. The Saints Panthers game going down to the wire. So a really, really good week 12 that we've got in the NFL this week with some. I, I don't know if there was any landscape moves, Ephraim, but the fact of the matter is we've got good games as Thanksgiving week is is just upon us. We do have great games, and um, this is the time of the season where teams need to start separating themselves uh, from pretenders and become contenders. And we got a, a, a bevy of teams trying to figure out which type of team they are. Right, and you look at the Browns, and you look what they did to the Dolphins. Of course, it's the Dolphins, but coming off uh, the controversy and all the things that happened last week with the Cleveland Browns, it was interesting. It was interesting for me to see how they would come out and how they would answer, and and as a team, and that was important for me. And 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 they started off on fire, had a little slippage, reverted back yeah, to their old ways. Yeah. But they were able to pull that out, and now they sit here at five and six, and they are in the hunt for a playoff. Bro. Yeah, that's them trying to knock on the door to to maybe break through. And I think Cleveland is a great place to start, considering that's where we were focusing so much of mm-hmm. our attention for what happened in Week Eleven with the Miles Garrett suspension, what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But what I think is is key and. I don't want to throw around hyperbole or make up these fake stories and fake narratives, but the way the Browns, at least Baker Mayfield and some others, took accountability for the Miles Garrett thing may have been the turning point to the season. And the only reason I say that, Ephraim, is because when we were here and we were talking about, all right, are the Patriots going to turn it around? Say two, or the Browns going to turn it around two weeks ago after their loss to New England. The Browns are at home. They're playing a game against the Buffalo Bills. And Jarvis Landry comes out and says, all right, boom, touchdown first quarter. Remember, got the 15-yard penalty. And we're like, these are the lessons that you don't learn. And I just wonder, and I know it was the Dolphins, and I don't want to overreact to the Dolphins, but that point of them at least taking responsibility to do something and to say, like, we were wrong, I think could be a turnaround. And now when you look at the rest of the AFC, as you mentioned it, 6-5 and five Pittsburgh, 6-5 and five Indianapolis, 6-5 and five Oakland, and the Browns are 5-6. and six. And 6 and 5 gets you in the playoffs right now with a schedule that is advantageous for them down the stretch. I think something could be happening in Cleveland. It it really can and they have the Steelers 
uh, who's on their third quarterback right now. We don't know what. what he may what's be up. better than the second. That but is yeah, true. But they they yeah. are on their third quarterback. Um, of course, that's going to be an intense game coming off of last week's uh, altercation. And then they have the Bengals, which everybody wants to play right now. <laughs> and at the Cardinals, they got a tough game. Um, Ravens come to them, but they beat the Ravens earlier this year. And then they finish off with the Bengals again. So when you look at that, at least I, I would say four of those games are winnable games, easy winnable games. And that puts them right in the thick of things uh, coming down the stretch. And look, it's not how you start. I say it all the time. It's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And if they can put some things together, rally around all of the media and uh, uh, our backlash against them being one of the most undisciplined teams in the league in terms of penalties, personal foul penalties, roughing the passer penalties, and they can find a way to get themselves in the playoffs. It'd be a tremendous season. Just a quick update. Dak Prescott was picked off by Stephon Gilmore at the Cowboys 30-yard line. So New England takes over with a 7-0 lead and the ball in Cowboys territory. I've seen lists on social media, Ephraim, of that schedule that you mentioned with the Browns. Basically, what, I, what I've seen is strength of schedule down the stretch. And Cleveland having the easiest schedule. And i got to be honest, I had looked at that as saying, these are being posted because people want to point out when Cleveland fails, and not only were they failing against the good teams, but they were failing against the bad teams. But now when you look at what they have done, what, won their last three? The Ravens game is the most difficult game on their schedule, and as you said, they won in Baltimore already this mm-hmm. year. Two games against a Bengals team that, yeah, isn't going anywhere. Like If you had to, if you had to put your money on a certain team in the AFC to break through. Cleveland wouldn't be the bad bet for the final playoff. The Raiders still have to go up against the Chiefs again and do it in Kansas City. The the, the way that things are set up for the Cleveland Browns, and I, I, you'd rather have Miles Garrett on the field, yes, but the incident that occurred I think could have been something that maybe brought this team together because they weren't getting the message of their own mistakes previously. And now when the whole country is saying, you guys are just you know what? What is going on in Cleveland? This may have been the wake up call today for the Browns, and it has to be because it's now or never. And this may just very well save Freddie Kitchens' job if they somehow found it, find a way to get into the playoffs. I've always wondered when last year Bruce Arians, who's now the head coach of Tampa Bay, when he was working for CBS, there were a couple of times when he said, "Hey." If I'm going to return to coach, I'm going to coach in Cleveland. Like I would want to coach in Cleveland. Like basically saying, I'll take the Browns' job. He ends up going to Tampa, and they end up promoting Freddie Kitchens. But I've always wondered what maybe would have happened there for, say, a a Browns team if you had someone like Bruce Arians in. And but to your point, may not matter now if they end up going on a run. It could be Freddie Kitchens' job if they end up nine and seven, or maybe even ten and six. If they get to ten and six and they get into the playoffs, Freddie Kitchens has bought himself another year. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, <laughs> but that's just the way it goes. You you take a team to the playoffs that hasn't been to the playoffs since neither one of my children were alive, then yes, you get to stay another year. 
He's Ephraim Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get Ephraim on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. The Patriots have kicked a field goal, unable to cash in on a touchdown on that Cowboys turnover, but they do get points. Nick Folk's field goal is good. Patriots lead the Cowboys by a score of 10 to nothing, 12.46 left to go in the first half. Nearing halftime in Nashville, the Jaguars are on the board. Field goal pulls them within four of the Titans. 7-3, Derrick Henry, a touchdown early for Tennessee put them up early but it's the Titans right now 7-3 to over Jacksonville again a minute 50 to go until halftime we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote coming up next while all may be right for the Saints there's something really wrong in Philadelphia we'll dive into that next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Brady takes the snap, backs Jules. up, looking left, back shoulder fade for Harry in the end zone, caught it! Touchdown, yeah. Patriots! Okay. Beautiful throw, terrific catch for yeah. his first career score, Nikhil Harry! Who? Things are a little hairy for the Cowboys right now, down 10 nothing to those Patriots, Patriots Radio Network, with the call... 
up 10-0 on Dallas. But the Cowboys are driving right now, Ephraim, and Nikhil Harry is the first-round pick of the Patriots <laughs> who hasn't played all year, making his debut. And, of course, I... Uh, who cares about fantasy football? Cowboys going for a field goal. <laughs> One of those days, huh? Brett Meyer missed earlier today from 46 yards out. It's a foggy, wet day in Foxborough. And what do you know? He's got another 46-yarder coming up, facing a fourth and two, 8.40 to go until halftime. Cowboys trying to put some points on the board here. A high snap, but the kick is up. No good. And it is oh, good. Barely. It is good. Barely Even got lied that. lied to you. He lied. I but did lie. It, it is good. Dallas has got some points on the board. Do these conditions favor a Cowboys team or a Patriots team? It depends on who can run the ball the best. And right now, the Patriots are running the ball. They came out of the game, out the gate, starting the game with, you know, seven runs. <laughs> They know exactly what they're going to do. And that's the great thing about the Patriots. As much as I hate to say that, is they know how to use elements, situations, and weaknesses to their benefit. No other team does it better than them. Bill Belichick said it as Period. much. Yeah, just in the in the recent, the all-time 100 even made that point. We've talked about it before. I've always heard that the difference between Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady was Peyton Manning always looked for the perfect play against the defense, mm-hmm. where Brady, Brady would just attack where your weakest spot is when you're set up in that defense. And and that's a um, that starts with your, your, your coach. That's a fundamental thing to where you build your team and your quarterback with that, that mindset, right? Of course Tom Brady wants to come out and throw the ball 40 times a game. What great quarterback wouldn't? But he understands – the necessity of attacking weaknesses. And it just it, it doesn't have to be through the air. And the Patriots have been tremendous with that for the last 20 years. And just watching them come out in this game, you would think, okay, Dallas has the better offensive line. Dallas has supposedly the best running back. Mm-hmm. They're going to pound the ball. It hasn't been the case. The Patriots themselves have come out and featured Sony Michelle handing yeah, the ball you're off. Right. Nine carries <laughs> so far. Eight forty into the game, and yeah, Sony Michelle had nine carries. As you mentioned, they ran the ball seven straight times to start the game. Right, and this so, could also be something to do with Tom Brady's elbow. Yeah, but you know we've seen him have minor injuries before and come out and throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. So I'm not going to lean too much on the elbow, and I'm going to put it on the elements and the weaknesses that they see in the Cowboys' defense. I've always – I felt really stupid in in hearing this and thinking to myself, wow, that is brilliant. But Bill Belichick and what the Patriots will do is they will take the team's opposing receiver – and the, the school that I think most people abide by is, all right, we're going to put our best corner against your number one, and our guy is going to try to shut down your number one, and good luck with that. But what Bill Belichick and the Patriots do is, we're going to put our number one on your number two, yep. and we're going to double your number one. Does that does that happen more often in the NFL or no, not? They, they don't because the mindset is, okay, we got the, one of the, our best corner is a lockdown corner. So we're going to lock down your number one receiver, which opens the two and three guy to having tremendous games. So the Patriots and Belichick decided, okay, look, that's fine. We're going to take away your second option, and we're going to 
really take away your first option with the double team. Now where do you go? Mm -hmm. A lot of check downs, a lot of tight ends. That's fine. We're going to live with that because that means you're going to have to nickel and dime your way down the field without those big plays. And the Patriots defense is set up for that. And they force you into forcing the ball and have an interception, which the Patriots had today. And it makes it just makes so much sense to do just to do it that way. That's why I say, like, man, like why why does why does something so simple seem so I don't know groundbreaking? But that's what it seems like for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just. Being a student of the game, right? So now you're looking. X's and O's are X's and O's, right? Football is not rocket science. You can only do so much defensively and offensively. But how you do them, it determines the success, right? It's only about 15 run plays and 15 pass plays out of different variations that you can have, period. But how do you attack those? Right. And that mindset is what's propelled them over the last two decades and, and being the, the type of, of franchise that that and they cheat. But we're not going to even talk about that uh, to be the type of franchise to have the type of success that they've had. Uh, Seven forty nine to go until <laughs> halftime. Patriots do have the ball. Tom Brady has been sacked once, knocked down four times today, but they're facing a second and ten in Cowboys territory after a play to to Jacoby Myers. And now there's going to be a bigger play to Julian Edelman, so the Patriots are going to be in field goal range. The other game going on right now is at the half. Titans lead the Jaguars 7-3. Earlier today in Philadelphia, the Seahawks improved to 9-2, beating the Philadelphia Eagles 17-9. And today was the first day, Ephraim, that I said to myself, Maybe they still would have rather have Nick Foles, but for the for the simple fact Ooh. of and it's it's hmm. the for what happened with Carson Wentz today and they were extremely shorthanded. There was no Elshon Jeffrey, there was no Nelson Aguilar, there was no Jordan Howard. The offensive line was playing without Lane Johnson. It was a tough tough grind, but what was difficult to see was Carson Wentz missing on the amount of throws and all of that stuff Ephraim that I just mentioned may have been put into his head I'm not questioning his toughness but there were throws today that were missed he was under pressure at for for a decent amount the Seahawks really haven't been able to get after the quarterback except for Genevieve and Clowney Clowney doesn't play today and they still got after him they forced turnovers but today I started to wonder because the team is now five and six and I know that they were missing those pieces but something just didn't seem right with Carson Wentz today missing throws overthrowing backs out of the backfield and it was the first time that I actually said to myself huh maybe just maybe just maybe they made the wrong decision so what has Carson Wentz done outside of his second year prior prior to the injury? There, there Think was, about it. Think about it. Like last year got hurt. Prior Foles had to come in. Pri- prior to the injury, his trajectory was through the roof. Mm-hmm. He was probably going to be the MVP that year. Gets hurt. Nick Foles comes in. The locker room rallies around. The locker room loves Nick Foles, right? Remember what came out in the offseason. Guys weren't thrilled 
with Carson Wentz, his attitude towards them, his leadership qualities, that was a Nick Foles locker room. That's from that locker room, not from us, Mm -hmm. not from the media. Nick Foles goes off, he's in Jacksonville, and now Carson Wentz has to come and make amends with guys, right? Different type of guy, comes in, hanging out with guys, all of this stuff, trying to regain some of that trust. But what happens is he's struggling on the football field. So no matter what type of guy you are inside that locker room, when we're out on the field, if you can't produce yeah. like, like a guy that we loved. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? You, can like, live, with, you can live with it if you rise to the occasion. Hey, right? man, look, I, you can be a jerk if you want to. If we win in games, we undefeated, we have one loss or whatever, do you. I don't care. But if we don't get the the, the type of leadership we're accustomed to from the backup guy and we don't get the results – Right yep. now, the question is, okay, who is Carson Wentz? Is he the first guy we met, or is he this guy? And that's what that's what scared me so much because this guy we saw today wasn't the guy to rise up. And I know that they're missing so many pieces, Ephraim, but don't you want in a quarterback that even without pieces, I mean, we see what – Maybe what Green Bay does when Devontae Adams was out. I mean, they rely more on Aaron Jones, and he does his stuff. But to see the mistakes, maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw touchdown passes, but Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing a couple of interceptions. Aaron Rodgers isn't missing a running back out of the backfield oh, and overthrowing so him by five yards. The thing, watching that game today, it was several throws that he didn't make that he should have made and that's the problem you may th- overthrow somebody or whatever mm-hmm. but the fact that you snap the ball you go through your progression you look the running back Sanders wide open in the flat no one is even looking at him and you decide to hold on to the ball which you are sacked and fumbled and turned the ball over. The play was right there mm-hmm. for a at, at the minimum of 10 yards. When you start doing things like that as a quarterback, that's a problem because that's easy. That is easy, right? Check the ball down, first down, plus we're still moving. When you lose that, that connectivity – then now the coach is like, okay, well, we called the play. They took the number one option away. Why didn't you check it down? Right? Like, what's the mindset? Sure. What are we doing here? We, they got a turnover off of that. Right? Because instead of instead of first and ten, you know, in, in the opponent's territory, yeah. we get a turnover off of your inability to read and progress. That's dangerous. That's that's something that's it's hard to correct. Coming into today, Carson Wentz had thrown just four interceptions, but with how single ha- or how shorthanded they were, he single-handedly couldn't do it for the Eagles today. There was a lot of talk at the start of the season how the Eagles as a team 
may have been the most talented roster in the entire National Football League on, of everybody on that team. And I know we're taking out, when you take out a Deshaun Jackson off of that team, that's a guy that you expect to make big plays. Maybe the same thing with a Nelson Aguilar. They didn't have those guys today. I get all that. But to what you're saying of the actual decisions of what Carson Wentz is doing, heck, they had a fourth and two late where he threw it behind J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Yes. That it wasn't even on the right side of his body. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like lit- it was almost a pick. It's those type of things. For easy throw. He's there. He's open. Get him the ball. Right? When you mm-hmm. hold on to it and you throw it late to someone who once was open, that's when bad things happen. That's when terrible things happen. So when you look at the top echelon of quarterbacks, when you look at the Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers. Right When you start looking at this caliber of quarterback and you're watching how precise they are with timing, like, man, they're always hitting the open guy. Sure. Yeah, because they don't pass him up. Yeah. Right? They don't yeah. pass him up. Yep. Boom. There he is. Done. That, he's Done. there. It's it's over. We're going to get it to him. Decision We're going to get what we, 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 we can get on the play and get back in the huddle and do it again. I mentioned his low interception numbers. What is maybe most surprising is there were only three games this season where he's had a quarterback rating over 100. I don't want to look at yards and say, well, he's only thrown for 300 yards once or twice this season. Games sometimes dictates that. If you're trailing, maybe your defense gives up some points. The point being is he's not turning the ball over and maybe just isn't even as efficient even when they're holding onto the football. Eagles fall to 5-6. and six. The Seahawks are unbeaten on the road this year. It's, they are 6-0. and This game was supposed to be a Sunday night affair. They play without Jadevian Clowney. Still go in. Tyler Lockett only had one catch. He was a big one for them. Big, uh, f- almost 40-yarder that ended up allowing them to chew a bunch of clock off. But the Seahawks were far from perfect, and the Eagles just could not capitalize today. It was a rough, rough one for Philadelphia. However... Still in the thick of things in the NFC East. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get E from on Twitter at E from Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The New Orleans Saints escaped a big one today. We'll dive into that after David Gascon gives us the latest. By the way, you can find Dave on Twitter at David J. Gascon. Hello, Dave. What's up, guys? Man, just taking in this uh, this wet, soggy affair in Foxborough. Makes you not want to go home anytime soon, right? <laughs> it's sunny out here. Is no, I mean like home, home though, oh, like to, yeah. the, to the happy confines of Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> tell you what, it's uh, the uh, the rain. I, I don't mind rain in November. It's the snow in the uh, the Midwest that gets me. Were you ever and like a uh, were you ever like a snowboarder or a skier? Or, no, well, no? we don't have a lot of hills. We don't have Rib Mountain that's nearby, but yeah. but considered what a mountain is it would be you guys would consider it a hill i'm pretty sure <laughs> well to be fair what you consider snow is really not snow out here yeah for us. that's true <laughs> big bear is yeah. just everything is just man-made right so but uh yeah you, you mentioned the weather dan it's a it's an ugly one out there in foxborough brady takes the snap backs Close. up looking left back shoulder fade for harry in the end zone caught it touchdown yeah. patriots Beautiful throw, terrific catch for his first career score, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, Patriots Radio Network, so they have the advantage right now. It's 10-3. There's about four minutes and some change left in the game's opening half. Dallas does have the football. They're moving. They're inside the 20-yard line of New England. 
Meanwhile, fellas are at the break right now in Tennessee. At the 21, play fake. Tannehill rolling right, rolling, rolling. 20, 15, Tannehill 10, Tannehill 5, Tannehill in zone. Touchdown, Titans! What a run! Brian Tannehill, 21 yards to Peter and the Titans have drawn first blood. Yeah, welcome to 2019. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill <laughs> doing his thing. Titans lead the Jaguars 7-3. You guys mentioned it earlier today. Saints prevailed over the Panthers 34-31. Jets have won three straight, scoring 34 points in each of those games. They blasted the Raiders today 34-3. Sam Darnold, 315 yards, two touchdowns with his arm, one on the ground. Browns beat the Dolphins 41-24. Bengals 0-11. They get beat for the Steelers at home 16-10. Bills beat the Broncos. Buccaneers beat the Falcons 35-22. Guys, back to you. Thank you very much, Dave. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Cowboys right now driving with a second and six inside the red zone, but now going to face a third and six on an incomplete pass thrown by Dak Prescott. Looks like it was in and out of the hands of Tony Pollard out of the backfield, so the Cowboys will be facing a third and six. I am curious just on how many households have this Jacksonville, Tennessee game because it's out of different <laughs> network. But because you'll only get the Fox game for for most places, like in the late game, I'd have to think it's about half the state of Tennessee, and I, probably the, not because it may be blacked out there. The the it's this is this is who's getting Jaguars Titans today. The entire state of Tennessee, it dips down into Atlanta, and then it's Southern Georgia and Northern Florida, and for some reason. Parts of Chicago, Cleveland, and the D.C. area. Hmm. Yeah, that's and that's all just probably because they had earlier games that were on uh, the, the Fox network. So then they have to. But that's who's getting that's who's getting this game right now. While the entire country is getting the uh, the Patriots and Cowboys. Cowboys unable to convert on that third and six. So they will attempt another field goal, this time from 27 yards out. And the kick is good. Cowboys up by a score of 10-6, to 2.30 to go until halftime. Saints win today, but they don't win easily. They're now 9-2. and two. The Panthers put a scare in New Orleans. Is there any concern with the Saints right now for you, Ephraim, as a team that's sitting there at 9-2? and two? No. No, not at all, because who's the leader of that team? Drew Brees. So concern with the Saints would have to start there with Drew Brees. Who's the second leader of the team? Um, Cam Jordan? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Okay, I thought we were talking players. No, I'm but those sorry. two guys. I'll take Saints players for 400. <laughs> those two guys are locked in. They know what time of year is. They've been here before. And whether you win by... 30 or you win by three guess what it is it's a win a win is a win it's a win and the later you get in the year the tougher these games are right you'll be it'll be less and less blowouts because teams are really fighting and clawing division opponents division opponents this is when it really matters and this is how you separate yourself from the pretenders are you the real deal so sitting at nine and two, they have they're at the Falcons, 49ers, Colts, Tennessee, and Panthers. Right? They're set up 
outside of the 49ers to dominate the Falcons, dominate the Colts, Titans, and Panthers. Yeah. They're going to, whoever the Saints play, I think you can find a way for the Saints to win that game. Even if it's against New England. I mean, like, like you could be like, all right, well, maybe, maybe the Patriots would be favored in that contest. But the point being is you can navigate and find a way for them to win. Because of those two guys who lead the team, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. I find it interesting you had Brees first. I do have Brees first because the execution is, is nine tenths of, 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 of everything. You can call the perfect play. But if you can't execute it, what's the point? Mm-hmm. We just talked about that with Carson Wentz, right? Yeah. If you can't execute the plays that are called, then I don't care how great the coach is, right? Yeah. So I put Drew Brees first because he has the ability to execute whatever the situation is, whether they're down by 10 in the fourth quarter or up by 10 in the fourth quarter. He can execute. We saw that today. Tied up 31 apiece. They're facing a key third down. Tony Romo, who is the who Chris DeBall and looking ahead, says, <laughs> and, and by the way, this is not rocket science with what Romo says. He goes, you're going to Thomas or Kamara here. And what do they do? He hooks up with Michael Thomas, gets him into uh, into Panthers territory. This after Joey Sly missed another kick, missed a field goal that would have tied it. He also missed two extra points in the game. I don't have to get your thoughts on kickers. I know what they are, but I would be surprised if Joey Sly was the Panthers kicker next week. For the Probably fact, not. Indoors, you're playing that division opponent. You need to get those. You need to get those. Oh, we got an offensive lineman touchdown. I in- love it. In Dennis Nashville. Kelly. Shout out to Dennis Kelly. My guy. I love him. <laughs> Whenever the big guys get to have fun and celebrate, which I never got to do in my career, so mad. So mad at that. Do you get mad when they put defensive linemen in? Because, for example, Vita Vea of the yes. Buccaneers. Yes, I do. Or the Texans would put J.J. Watt in. That does that does that make it? It off, bothers like it, me. It does. They don't put me in on third and long, and I, let me get a sack, <laughs> right? But even for I mean, a, I play DN too. I, I, I mean, they don't. I, if spread the love, okay? Well, if you're gonna let them come in and play tight end and get touchdowns or a fullback and get touchdowns, then at least put me in on third down. And let me get after the quarterback. I was gonna say it's much more natural for a tackle to just remain on the field and report eligible than it would be for a defensive guy to then take their Come practice on. and flip on the other side. It's such a it's such a novelty. But Dennis Kelly gets into the end zone for the Titans. They are up 14 to 3 on the Jaguars early in the second half. Easy from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. The Patriots and Cowboys at the two-minute warning. New England has the football. They're up 10-6 on Dallas. Just the only two games going on right now as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. There's a secret to navigating the NFC playoffs. I'm going to reveal it to you, Ephraim, next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's keep an eye on this Patriots game. Easy from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. Excuse me. Cowboys-Patriots game. Don't want to shortchange the Cowboys fans. Pats facing a third and seven with 28 seconds left to go. They did complete the pass to Julian Edelman, but that'll put them short. They only have one timeout, so you can't spike it. It would be about a 48-yard field goal. Now they're going to mark it at the 30-yard line. Patriots are going to call a timeout and try to kick a field goal at the end of the half. Hmm. I bet them being up at half uh, bodes well for them. <laughs> Do you want to give the stat that, that we were just talking about? I'd like about? for you to give the stat. The stat of the day, or the stat of at least this segment for Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, is that the New England Patriots, under Bill Belichick, at Gillette Stadium, are 98-1. and at home when leading at halftime. <laughs> and the Titans are in the end zone, by the way, and a long touchdown run from Derrick Henry. That dude is a monster. Derrick Henry but, is a monster. So 99 times the Patriots have led at halftime at home at Gillette Stadium, and they have won 98 of those contests. Good Lord. That is daunting. That is daunting. <laughs> 
Uh, that's good. The kick, by the way, for Nick Folk, not good for the Patriots. So he misses from 48 yards out. But if the Patriots go on to win, they'll be 99-1 in the 100 games that, the, that Bill Belichick has coached at Gillette Stadium. That is craziness, man. Yeah, that is. That's the type of stat you keep away from your team if you're the opposing team. You never want to bring sure. that up. <laughs> sure. Well, here's here's what I'm curious about because I'm just trying to do the math for how long Bill Belichick has been the head coach. And I think I, I believe we read it right. There were obviously some games where they were trailing, mm-hmm. but yes. considering the amount of success that they have had over the last 18 years, if you're playing, you know, eight games a year. That'll be about, what, 140, 150 games, you would think, regular season games? Yeah. I'm just I'm just curious on how many of those games they were tied or trailed at the half. I, I don't see them trailing very much. A Derrick Henry run, a, uh, a man run. He is feast or famine when it seems to be. He is, he is a great 75-yard touchdown run. And, heck, a year ago had a 99-yarder against this Jacksonville team, this time just 24 yards short. I am curious, Ephraim, on – Looking at this NFC playoff picture, who would you say? Because and I'm kind of setting you up here to to make a point. Who would you say are the dangerous teams in the NFC that that have a legit shot at going to Super Bowl Fifty Four? Uh, of course, we have to start at the top of the NFC, and that's the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Huge, okay. huge game tonight. A lot of implications. Forty Nine ers for sure with them in the in the Packers tonight. Then you have to say the Saints, right? Saints yep. have a bad taste in their mouth. They're proving everybody wrong uh, from last year. And then you look at Green Bay. Look at Green, what Green, Aaron Rodgers has been able to do with the semblance of a defense. And then you got the Minnesota Vikings, who are playing well on both sides of the ball. Kirk Cousins got over his primetime uh, yeah. jinx that, that he's had his entire career uh, last week. And... Rounding Seattle. it out, I, I, Seattle. I, yeah, I, you you have to put Seattle in there. Uh, you know, when you have the leading candidate in a lot of uh, people's minds for the MVP and Russell Wilson and their ability to just win, they're six and zero on the road this year. The, the, you know, yeah, the, the, that's pretty impressive. And that's where I go to this: of those five teams, only one of those teams is unbeaten at home this year. The Minnesota Vikings. Wow. And it's crazy when you look at the Seahawks. You mentioned the Seahawks being 6-0 and on the road. That means their two losses were at home. They lost to the Saints. They ended up losing to the Ravens. When you talk about the Saints, who escaped today at home, remember they were beaten by the Atlanta Falcons recently, a game that Atlanta seemed to dominate. It was at the beginning of the year that the Saints almost lost to the Houston Texans in a game where they had to get a Will Lutz 58-yard field goal. I just find it interesting from as we are looking at as Derrick Henry actually gets in the end zone. Scores again. They, Didn't he the, just, we just talked about that a minute ago. The, Jacksonville turned the ball over. Next play, they give it right to Derrick Henry. He scores again. The feast or famine. He is feasting on, on Thanksgiving week. So Derrick Henry is in the end zone again. I wasn't sure if it was just a replay no. of last year because they were showing it again, but Derrick Henry is in the end zone again for the Titans. But when I the reason I bring this up and the reason I kind of set it up was you know about Green Bay's home field advantage. Nobody wants to go and play in the cold. You know about the 
Saints home field advantage, which I think is similar with Seattle, except Seattle you have elements. I think Minnesota would have a home field advantage as well of an indoor stadium. All of these teams have great home field advantages, and you would say in the playoffs that, hey, I don't want to go there. But the way that these teams have played on the road, and maybe it isn't so much of how they're not as dominant at home, but just of maybe what they could do on the road, that's the thing about the NFC. I just think it's so wide open. Like even, even if you get home field advantage, it, it's we saw it last year with the, with the Saints and Rams. It is not even close to a guarantee, and I think that's been different from other years in the past. Yeah, and, and I think um, that's what make, makes this year exciting. Yeah. Right? Because when we get down to the playoffs, all bets are off. And, you know, the best team that day, home or away, is going to come out and prevail. You know, I hate it playing in Minnesota. I hate it playing in in New, in, uh, New Orleans. Those are tough, tough places to play. But you look at it this year, and in Seattle, of course, with the elements and the noise, is dreadful. But, hey, that's why they play the games. He's Eve from Salam. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. More on the Cowboys Pants Showdown coming up next. I mentioned to Ephraim as we were just hanging out for the last couple of minutes that Jacksonville AFC Championship game performance doesn't even seem like it existed because this team has been bad and then all of a sudden one season amazing and then they're back to being the Jaguars. A.J. Brown just caught another touchdown or caught a touchdown pass, three catches, 120 yards and a score. Titans are in the end zone again. Extra point coming up could be 35-3 to and it is in Nashville. Titans sitting right there in the thick of things not only in the AFC South but also for the AFC wild card. The other game you heard Dave mentioned Patriots on top of the Cowboys at the half 10 to 6 in Foxborough low scoring affair Tom Brady came into the game questionable with an elbow injury he's just 7 of 16 for 102 yards has been pressured but only sacked once Sony Michelle providing some of the offense for New England 10 carries for 54 yards while on the other side of things That New England defense keeping Dak Prescott in check, 10 of 15 for 84 yards, was picked off once, which set up some New England points. But Ezekiel Elliott, 15 carries for 61 yards. When you look at trying to beat New England, and considering what the Cowboys have done the last couple of weeks and relying on Dak's arm, you kind of had the feeling that, yeah, this would be a Zeke game. In fact, it was reported prior that Jerry Jones was saying that this was a game that the Cowboys are going to have to rely on Zeke Elliott. Only down by four at halftime, Ephraim. Does that continue to be the case for Dallas, or do you think they're going to mix it up in this final 30 minutes to try to This game is going to come down to Ezekiel Elliott, and it should. It's difficult. We've seen both kickers on both sides miss field goals. Uh, the wind is whipping. The rain is coming down. This is the, a running backs game. And Dallas has the highest paid running back in the league. It's it, He should be like, I want the ball 25 times this half. He should. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jason Garrett should have went, pulled the offensive line together the tight ends, the whole offense, and said, look, we're running the ball. These are our first five plays coming out. What are you going to do up front? What are you going to do? I'm putting the game on your backs. All of you guys are well compensated. Let's go get that money. 
That's the type of game this is. Cowboys had the ball for 18 and a half minutes in the first half. So it's not like they you gotta didn't get have points. the opportunity. Yeah. You got to get points. You running the ball up and down the field and getting down to the 10-yard line and not punching it in, that doesn't do any good. That, that, that doesn't, it might as well have had the ball for, for four minutes or two minutes. It doesn't sure. matter. We'll we'll see if the if the efforts of the Cowboys is gonna are gonna wear down the Patriots in the second half. We started talking about this at the top of the show. Would you be happy? Would you be satisfied if this was a Super Bowl matchup? Would this be? Would this fulfill you? Because I think you even no, said no, it. No, I, 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 it wouldn't for me because I think it's better teams in the NFC that I'd like to see there. Mm-hmm. Right, I'd like to see the 49ers there. I'd like to see the Saints there. That, I think that'd be extremely interesting um, and an exciting game. You know, Drew uh, Drew Brees against uh, Tom Brady. I think that would be great. The old guard going going at each other, right? Yeah. Two of the top three passers in NFL history. I'm going to start my campaign again. I had a campaign last year, Ephraim. I know our executive producer Gavin Kinzel knows about it. Anybody but the Patriots. So that's that, like I'm. If, if the if the Cowboys are going to be there, you know, rooting interests aside, if the Cowboys are going to be there, so be it. I just don't want to see New England in the Super Bowl. I, I'll again. sign on to that as well. Okay, I'd like there to see is. someone else. Let's maybe put a petition online. <laughs> what does Let's that, can we do that? Has where, nothing to do with us, where, man. Where, well, well, just for for people on board, maybe if all they have to do is just maybe reply to the tweet, and then they're on board. If if they should, they could retweet. You, you know what I think? Make is that happen. happen. The, uh, Gavin's uh, Gavin's getting the works. Maybe a tweet that we send out of saying, "All right, retweet this." If you're hopping on board, the anyone but New England and anybody but the Patriots in the Super Bowl campaign. Like that's easy enough, right? Yeah, I, I, I think Baltimore is going to have something to say about that. You know, I, I think Baltimore has a great opportunity to the- unseat them. We've saw what they've done against each other head to head, and I look, man, that team is just big game tomorrow for Baltimore at the Rams. Um, but I, I, I like the Rams and Kansas City. You know. Say what you want about their defense or lack of defense. They're still exciting. And whenever Patrick Mahomes is healthy and on the field, I mean, sheesh, you, you can get anything. That, that's what is, in, in my mind, from when we're looking around the league and as we were just talking about the NFC playoff picture, where because of the teams that you have and because of, of how these teams have done on the road this season, maybe even how they've done at home. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if, if the Seahawks' home field advantage – is as great as it was when the Legion of Boom was doing their thing because it made it so difficult on the offense to operate. Now, with the Seahawks becoming more of an offensive team, I'm not sure, and and maybe it is, maybe it isn't, don't want to sit on the fence here, but I'm not sure that the home field advantage plays as much because they're not getting resistance from the defense. When I look in the AFC, the toughest part for me is you may look at New England and say, well, okay, maybe Tom Brady doesn't have this or his his elbow is a little bit more injured than revealed or they're short on the offensive line or there's problems at wide receiver because nobody's healthy. You can pinpoint all of those things, but when it comes down to it, if you have to pick the Patriots 
or the Bills? The Patriots or the Ravens? Or the Patriots or the Chiefs? In a one-game scenario for those 60 minutes, that's the toughest part for me to overcome, that who is going to be that team? We may say that the Chiefs have a better offense or that the Ravens may run the ball better than, than the Patriots, but when it comes to what happens in those three hours over the 60 minutes, that's the part that is just so difficult for me to see someone knocking off New England. Yeah, it's hard to bet against them. It is. It, it, I mean, it really is. It's, it's hard to bet against them no matter how much internally you want to the fact that uh history has shown us that you shouldn't bet against them because from top to bottom number one they have the best signal caller in the game number two arguably the best coach in the game and the way they can adjust and uh, minimize their weaknesses and exploit yours is truly second to none It's, it's unbelievable it's been uncanny for the last 18 19 years out of control. And, the, and the, now, like for a team like the Ravens, who did beat New England, and if the opportunity came, if the Ravens can keep rolling, it's could hard to keep beat pace. them twice. Yeah, you just have you have to match the regular season record because right now the Ravens are really the only hope of of any team taking away home field advantage from New England. By the way, the Patriots on their opening possession went three and out. Tom Brady was not happy. They've punted the ball back to the Cowboys, so the Cowboys will get it in their own territory again with. Just under two minutes gone by in the second half in that contest. And then the Titans again all over the Jaguars, 35-3 to with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And here is the tweet. Here it is from the Fox Sports Radio account. Retweet if you want to see anybody but the Patriots in Super Bowl 54. <laughs> that is what it is. That's what we've got. Comment below who you want to see instead. That was a great, great addition by Gavin Kinzel. If we see an ABP, anybody but the Patriots, we know that they're one of us. It's That's that's the hashtag that we can use from now until we get to Super Bowl 54. Last year, the campaign started about wild card weekend, was it, Gavin, around that's that right. time? Yep. Yeah, yeah. we're starting it early Those in week gray 12. In- Dark blue uniforms. We don't want to see it. No. I don't want to see the white one. I, I'm just done. It no. is one of the worst uniforms in the league. It is just not. The colors are fine if they could just do something with them. But the the tweet has been sent out. Anybody but the Patriots for Super Bowl 54. Yeah. And as we talked about what the, 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 the Cowboys need to do to win this game, uh, second and seven, and they drop back to pass the ball. No one's open. Third and seven now. I guess they didn't uh, listen to my pregame speech <laughs> hey. about feeding the highest paid running back in the game. Oh, I thought it was to throw it to the offensive they, lineman. No. <laughs> <laughs> throw it to the tackle eligible. They just have to get somewhere near the end zone for that to happen. And now a three and out as Michael Gallup is unable to uh, catch the pass from Dak Prescott. This is, just out. Uh, this is about to get Jason Garrett fired. This game? Seriously, just this season, right? We say it over and over again. How many chances is Jason Garrett going to have? You got a young quarterback. You got a young receiver. You got young uh, running back. So the onus falls on you as the head coach, right? All of these guys are talented. All of these guys are going to be well-paid and compensated. So where do you point the finger? It has to go on the coaching and what you're putting together 
as a game plan. Right. So they come out in a game where the weather is inclement weather. And two out of the first three plays are they're they're passing the ball. What what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? So you mean to tell me Ezekiel Elliott holds out. You give him fifty million dollars, guaranteed, ninety total. You're gonna have to pay De- Dak Prescott upwards of thirty-five million dollars. Yes, and y- you're not going to run the here, ball. Well, well, here, I, I just, I don't think that, I don't think for a couple of reasons why I don't think that Jason Garrett, and I'll disagree with you. I don't think he loses his job. Is number one, Jerry Jones is super loyal. Yeah, like, like, like but it, his son isn't. <laughs> True, but I think on that call of Jason Garrett's future, it comes down to really of what Jerry says. Number two, you just made changes this offseason, so now Kellen Moore comes in, takes over the role as the, the offensive coordinator. You only have had one year with him, but Dak at least has progressed in this season. So now if yeah, you bring but this, a- this is, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but they were talking about this. Remember during the holdout and all of that, every, all the words coming out of Dallas was, this is the roster. This is the season to get to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Right. Yeah. That's why they're willing to pay these guys this type of money because this the, Lawrence got paid. All, all these guys are getting paid. This is the roster to get us to the Super Bowl. Now, when you look at them, and at six and four, they lose this game. At six and five, we're if they don't win out, thank the, God their division is terrible. I was say, it's still a game up on the Eagles, right? The division is terrible, but moving forward, they lose this. They play the Bills, right? Bears, gimme. And they have the Rams, Eagles, and the Redskins. So three of the, the the last six games are tough games, right? Bills, say what you want about the Bills. Bills coming to play, especially defensively. The Rams, we'll see which Rams team shows up. And then a divisional game against the Eagles at, at, at Philly, right? This could turn ugly for them. And if it does, I'm willing to, to bet – that Jason Garrett is going to be the one that has to fall on the sword because somebody's going to have to pay. The only way that I think he moves on is if they have an agreement with Lincoln Riley, the Oklahoma head coach. And why not? To, to say, all right, this is this is going to be our guy. I, I do think that now if you're going to give Dak that amount of money that we expect them to do, unless it's going to be a franchise tag situation, and then you want to decide, but they're – for despite their record, I think that there has been progress with Dak Prescott, who's been good this season. He's and and to disrupt that, I think would be a big mistake of the Cowboys. We'll get in, we'll get more into this as the uh, the afternoon progresses. Patriots have the ball again after the Dallas punt. They are in their own territory. It's all Titans over the Jaguars. Jacksonville did get in the end zone, thirty five to eleven, as the uh, Titans have a twenty four point lead. Jaguars scoring on it. 
Leonard Fournette touchdown run. 223 left in the third quarter there. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Did the Eagles make the wrong decision on Carson Wentz? We'll ask an NFL next NFL expert next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. Patriots on top of the Cowboys, 10-6 with 8.30 to go until the end of the third quarter. Sorry about that. I was on the phone with a Mathnasium. My, uh, my eight-year... My- my eight-year-old goes to Mathnasium. What? Well, you don't, you don't need Mathnasium to add up 10-6, but you would to add up 35-11. But you know, what that's, does... Uh, that's odd. Right. Well, how many times does 11 go into 35? That's what we're talking about here <laughs> he, in Mathnasium. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. It wouldn't be a scoregami even if there was a 35-11 game. That's but, happened? Yes, that has ah, happened before. Shucks. So, unfortunately, Scorigami is not in play on a 35-11 game. I'll get you the last time that 35-11 happened after we get done talking with Alex Marvez of Sirius XM NFL Radio, our insider joining us here for Week 12. Hello, Alex. Happy Thanksgiving week. How are you? 
Back at you, gentlemen. Everything is going well. And, yeah, we'll see if we end up with another scoregami coming up in any of these games. The weather is bad enough in New England that it should uh, maybe lead to some sort of goofiness like that. But, uh, yeah, the Patriots weathering the storm uh, literally and physically uh, better than the Cowboys so far. The last time we had a 35-11 game, according to NFL scoregami, was New Year's Eve 2017 Lions over the Packers. Hmm. The first time it happened was in 2013. Niners beat the Rams 35-11. to 11. So there's that. The two-point conversion allows for something like that to happen. Uh, the uh, Eagles could have only dreamed to score 11 points. They only, got, <laughs> they only got nine today, Alex. And I said to Ephraim at the start of the show, fair or unfair because of how shorthanded they were, but the fact of the matter is today was the first day where I really wondered if Philadelphia made the right decision with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz just didn't seem right today. Is there reason for concern in Philadelphia about their quarterback? I mean, I, do, I just don't know how to judge someone. He completed 33 of 45 passes, right, for 256 yards, and I know that we have to look beyond those numbers, right, mm-hmm. uh, of what happened. But, I mean, when you talk about a man's top three wide receivers are out, the leading wide receiver entering this game, the, the, the number one receiver among the four that were active, they didn't even have five receivers active, among the four who were active was Mac Collins. The last time he caught a pass was in September, okay? <laughs> so, I, I mean, and, and, you know, then you look at a team that really right now is isn't well-heeled to run the football either. You know, without Mile, without a Jordan Howard, that's been an element of their offense that's gone as well. So, you know, they lean on their defense, and the defense does its part, but just there's just no punch in this offense right now. It's Zach Ertz, and that's it. You know, and now he becomes the first player in Eagles history with nine or more catches in three straight games. But none of this is helping Philadelphia. Look, we'll see what happens with Wentz and the, the x-ray that they're doing on his hand and how this goes. Because, I, th- I mean, look, number one, I think the Seahawks are a better team. And, you know, obviously a road-worthy team, you know, that they've won. They're 6-0 and now on the road, and, and, you know, they've gotten by like that. But also for Philadelphia now, the schedule really does level out. They get the Miami Dolphins next week. The Dolphins have a terrible secondary. Even if the Eagles have no receivers, they should be able to have some success. And in Philadelphia, we know they're not going to be a wild card. They're going to have to win the division. And if they're able to get, you know, if the Cowboys lose today, they keep pace. They do get another shot at Dallas later this season. So I can't write the Eagles off yet. But it's just hard for me to make a judgment on Carson Wentz today against Seattle simply because they were so overmatched. It's not so much uh, the passing the ball. It's maybe the passes he's not making. When I watch sure. this game, he missed a lot of throws, holding on to the ball, got sacked, stripped twice, lost two fumbles, had two interceptions. That's the problem I'm having with Carson Wentz. He's not making the right reads. And someone who came into the league with a splash and then followed it up with a dynamic second year prior to the injury, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. He's, he's reverting back to a, a, a place we haven't seen him because he came into the league buttoned up. So what what does this mean? Is he this quarterback that we're seeing now, or is he trying to get back to what he came into the league as? Yeah, that's the, the scary part, right? I mean, has Carson Wentz ever really – have we had those great moments ever since that knee injury? Right, and I, I totally get where you're coming from. And look, the Eagles are in for a penny, in for a pound because of how much money 
they gave him. I can't tell you right now as Nick Foles continues to founder with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jags just, I mean, Tennessee sometimes when they get Derrick Henry rolling on this team, forget about it, right? I mean, so I can't tell you Nick Foles would have been the better long-term answer for them. I think they realize Foles has his limitation and they realize that the upside to Carson Wentz would be much better, but it's been an offense that's out of sorts. And I, I, Look, they're not going to part ways with Carson Wentz this offseason. I get that. And one of the top things you're going to see the Eagles do, and I don't think it's going to be Deshaun Jackson. They've got to get him some speed at wide receiver. And, and you know, when things went great in week two, right, when he's throwing bombs to Deshaun Jackson and everything's awesome, then Deshaun gets hurt. They have no speed option at wide receiver. And I sound like a Carson Wentz apologist here, but I'm just telling you, I just don't think that, that we're seeing the best in Carson Wentz because I don't think he has the best talent to work with. You can tell me, well, great franchise quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, they may not have the best targets all the time, but they raise the player of everyone around them. And I won't disagree with you about that either. You know, so as, you know, for what Carson Wentz gets paid and, and what he's supposed to provide to the Eagles, he's not giving it. But I do think there's some mitigating circumstances here that have to come into account because of all the people that are injured around him. And the point you made of he's not going anywhere. Like, I mean, the, the contract is there. He's going to be the guy right now, at least for the, for the time being, whether it gets done or not. Alex Marvez joining us here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Can we look at the Browns as a legit playoff contender now because they are in the hunt it's now three straight wins i know it was against the dolphins but do, do we kind of put what's gone on in cleveland behind us and now look at this team as maybe making a push for the playoffs Oh, I mean, listen, with the way their schedule, the remaining schedule is, absolutely. I mean, look, of course, so much is going to depend on how they fare next week at Pittsburgh. And you heard Sheldon Richardson chir- chirping after, um, no, it wasn't Sheldon Richardson, it was another player. Yeah, it was Sheldon Richardson, I'm sorry, chirping after the game from the Browns, saying that he wants to see Mason Rudolph back in the starting lineup, right, rather than Duck Hodges, because Mason Rudolph was absolutely dreadful against Cincinnati. And it was only when Hodges came into the game that, that, you know, that the Steelers' offense started to show a little bit of sign of life. But when we look at what's remaining on the schedule here, this is the Browns' team if they can beat the Steelers then after that they get the Bengals at home they play at Arizona a very tricky team then Baltimore week 16 would be huge and then they end their season against Cincinnati so the schedule really does level out for them and yeah I look at them as a team that'll finish strong in the second half of the season big question is who else is going to step up in the AFC do we believe in Pittsburgh I mean Oakland today and you can ask Jason Smith he's been happy all weekend since I told him that the Jets were going to win this game against the Raiders and they're playing some good football right now but Oakland are they going to be able to bounce back and get into this wild card thing as well. We pretty much assume Buffalo is going to make the postseason. So, I mean, that's the thing with Cleveland. I don't think you can dismiss them as a potential playoff team simply because the schedule is like that. And the big question, of course, is, is, is you know, this the solid play by Baker Mayfield, is that going to continue as well in terms of being better, more judicious with the football? He did have his interceptions uh, streak snap today, but he's done a much better job the past couple weeks not turning the ball over. Yeah, outside of the Baltimore Ravens doing New England Patriots, uh, and possibly the Buffalo Bills, who are the teams in the uh, AFC that can really make a push? Uh, it's it's wide open. I've it's I've re- it's I've never seen it like this. Like we have three teams that are separating themselves, and everybody else is kind of just uh, hanging around. You know, you, you know, we're waiting for Kansas City, right? Because you know, with a high-powered offense, you're just and you know, a defense that did play better against the Los Angeles Chargers, albeit you know they're the Chargers, right? And they're really struggling on the offensive side of the ball. But they did have four INTs on Phillip Rivers, and I think the Chiefs are the only team that really, because of the, what Mahomes can provide, really that you get excited about. I mean, because you know, Buffalo, uh, you know. They, they beat bad teams. I mean, it's the easiest schedule in the NFL, and kudos to them for winning those games. 
games. But, you know, unless they knock off New England later in the regular season, do we really trust Buffalo, right, as being a team that's going to truly make some noise in the playoffs? So, I mean, that being said, I, I just think Kansas City might be the only one that can really make some noise among this group. You named it. I think it's New England, and I think it's Baltimore pretty much as the two teams that really scare you in the AFC. I don't know if it's the first of many. Alex Marvez joining us here at Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. But Packers-Niners uh, rivalry resumes at least for a weekend and at least resumes tonight. Who gets the most out of tonight, depending on the outcome? I, I don't want to say, like, who you know who does it mean more to, but I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is who needs this one when these two teams play with so much on the line? Who's it most important for, Alex? Well, I mean, you know, think about, you know, obviously Green Bay still has a game against Minnesota left and San Francisco. I think for the 49ers, this, because they're playing at home and you look at what's coming up for them, the Baltimore Ravens and New Orleans Saints, I mean, this is probably the roughest three-game schedule that any team has in the NFL right now. So I think probably for San Francisco, get that win at home, I think is really big. And I think, too, you know, look, this is outside perception. I'm not saying this is how the team is, but, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, last time we saw him in prime time, he was good enough to win. They had a field goal kicker, Chase McLaughlin, Mason overtime, and, of course, Seattle able to win on the final play of OT, but he wasn't he wasn't at his best. Tonight he gets his offensive weapons back. You know, he gets Kittle, he gets Debo Samuels, he gets Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, that's big, and you know they can run the football, and Green Bay's run defense isn't very good. So I just think for San Francisco, this is a bigger game, because guys, we also don't have a track record. San Francisco hasn't been in the playoffs for a number of years. Green Bay, we know what Aaron Rodgers can do when he's humming, and it's awfully good. So I think the 49ers is a bigger game for them. I think the rest of the league is cheering for the for the 49ers as well. Nobody wants to go to Green <laughs> Bay in January. Nobody does. Uh, I, I, I was looking at this, watching that Saints game today, and the ups and downs of the Saints. They come out, they come back, and they pull it off. And, and, and Dan and I were talking earlier about home field advantage, right? And yeah. and how important are the lack of importance it is in the NFC. Uh, this year because teams are losing at home, right? Uh, you look at the Seahawks who have a dominant home field advantage, but they're six and zero at home, and they've—I mean, the on the road, excuse me—and and lost two games at home. Saints have lost at home. How important is home field advantage outside of Green Bay and nobody wanting to go up there and play in the NFC? Well, let me just say this. I don't think home field advantage necessarily, and Ephraim, you raise a great point. It's been a weird year because of the success of road teams, but I don't think it's as big a deal necessarily as much as the venue, although New England is basically invincible when they play in Foxborough, right? I think for them it makes a big difference. I think, though, you know, the one thing that you've got to consider, though, is that bye week. And it just allows teams, you know, by that time of season, and you've done this yourself, you have to play a first-round game, it's draining, and then you go and you have to play on the road in the second round, and that's why you see so much success from teams. You know, look at the winning percentage of teams when they're playing at home in round number two. So that's where I think the home field advantage truly comes in. The Saints, look, it hasn't been pretty at home lately, and Drew Brees, Ultimately, he's going to have to make some more passes downfield. One has to wonder if that thumb is bothering him, and that's why, because his yards per attempt are among the lowest in the NFL, but his completion percentage is sky high. Give credit to the Panthers today. You know, the Saints at times had no answers for Christian McCaffrey. Kyle Allen, a nice bounce-back game. But, listen, I wouldn't want to play in the Louisiana Superdome because that place gets so crunk as the game goes on, as they like to say down there. So I just think, though, for the buy, the buy reason, that's why it's so huge to have home field advantage. Crunk. I love it. Your street cred just went up a, a thousand <laughs> percent oh we went from zero to one thousand percent easy one word 
Uh, I, I rolled in Chapa style today, Ephraim. I don't know if I if yeah, you knew don't, that. Don't, don't say that. He's Alex Negative street cred points. He's Alex Marvez. Find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. Hear him on Sirius XM NFL Radio. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, thank you, Happy you Thanksgiving, too. Alex. Thank you, thank man. You, thank you. You didn't like my chopa style. Yeah, let's chop, okay. Chop, All right, negative. We just fall it just completely off kilter. I'll here. tell you. I'll tell you one guy who's got some chopa style. Yeah, David Gascon bringing in some <laughs> chopa style. Chop, chop, chopa style. Oh my style. god, I'm just dying inside right now. <laughs> What's up, Dave? I was kind of hoping you're referencing it. like a mustache or something. <laughs> some chops. No, I don't know. Can you guys no. grow a stash? Uh, I yes, I'm a full grown uh, man. I can got, grow a mustache. Well, there's some no. people that can't. Uh, I, there's I don't also know. some don't, men that, Baker that, Mayfield. that can't maintain their own hair on their head <laughs> once they hit a certain age. I'm just saying. I mean, do, does that count for mustaches too? No. What? Well, he's got the goatee. I, my my mustache does not connect. From but my, does it grow in though? <laughs> it's it's like the Panama Canal, basically. <laughs> oh, right. Like the the mustache to the goatee is like North America and South America, where it. Maybe just barely connects by one hair, but okay. it just doesn't look right. You get the old school like Brad Pitt look then. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I've I've been compared to Brad Pitt a lot. Hey, you know, yeah. it's, it's uh, you get your flow going today, and I get the Brad Pitt. I did uh, get a haircut yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it looks good. Thank you. I, I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't. You yeah, know. nobody. Don't worry, nobody did. Nobody, I, nobody commented. Are there any updates today, Dave? Well, yeah, there's there's plenty of things going on. Would, would, you, would you like to, to walk me through that? No. Right. Goal from the half-yard line. Shotgun. The give to Leonard Fournette. Hurdles his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Fournette. 4-6. And the Jags score again. Trying to make things interesting. They went for two. They got stomped on it. And then Tennessee recovered an onside kick. And they went right down the field and quickly scored again. Ryan Tannehill has been busy on the day. 259 yards passing and three TDs. Two with his arm. One with his leg. Tennessee now all over Jacksonville, 42-17. to New England on Fox right now, leading Dallas 10-6. Cowboys continue to move the football right now, but haven't done anything inside the red zone. There's about a minute and a half to go in the third quarter. Again, all that action's on Fox. Tonight, San Francisco and Green Bay. Kickoff times at 8.20 Eastern from Santa Clara. 49ers this season sit at 9-1, a game in front of Green Bay Packers. Earlier today, the Jets beat down the Raiders 34-3. Panthers made a ball game, tied it up at 31 apiece, but eventually fought to the Saints 34-31. Browns beat the Dolphins. Bengals lost again. They're 0-11 this season. And the Buccaneers beat the Falcons 35-22. Bills 8-3 this season. Josh Allen, 185 yards throwing and a couple of TDs. They beat the Broncos 22-3. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dave. Cowboys facing a third and 13 from their own 40-yard line. And uh, the they are down by four, as you heard Dave say, and they're going to end up having to punt it back as a pass to Tavon Austin was out of bounds, so he did not get his feet in. Dak Prescott off the mark. It's what happens in the fog and cold and rain in Foxborough. But a lot of punts in this third quarter. In fact, all punts on all of these possessions. Patriots and Cowboys in a tight one, 10-6, 52 seconds left in the third. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico. Or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We are very grateful and thankful that you are listening to us. What I want to ask you, Ephraim, is actually about a television question. Are you a fan of Tony Romo uh, when he calls I, games? I am. Yeah, I am. I'm more of a fan of him doing that than he was at quarterback. 
<laughs> better like him better as a broad. Would you have if you had to do quarterback, broadcaster, or golfer? What would your rankings? I would of say Romo broadcaster, be? golfer, okay. quarterback. <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's fair. Some- and, and and look, and I don't want people to go all crazy. Tony Romo was a solid quarterback, but the hype that was just heaped on him by his owner and by cowboy fans of being the greatest thing since sliced bread and going and being the one that's going to take him to the promised land it was just too much it was it was a unique story at first because of bill parcell's belief in him and where he came from but yeah i can get to your point the the victories don't add up no. what i what i find interesting and the reason I, I bring this up is because I think this is more of a of a media broadcasting issue. Ro- some people love Romo on the broadcast, and some people maybe aren't big fans. But the reason I bring it up is what Romo has done is something that's so unique, and it was it was perfect today in the Carolina Saints game. And I mentioned it earlier. When the Saints were facing a big third down, he's pointing out where you have to go in this situation. Now, obvious, if you're Drew Brees, you want to get it to Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara, they got it to Michael Thomas and converted. But there's also time situations. And and for those that want to criti- criticize Tony Romo, they may criticize and saying, well, you're talking over Jim Nance. Or you're not telling us what's happening after the play. And that's what I think is actually so unique and so special about Tony Romo is in this business of what you and I have, where their business of sitting in a TV booth is Tony Romo has figured out a way to carve out his own niche and do something that no one has ever done before. And the only criticism that I hear is maybe Tony Romo doesn't tell you after the play what happened. But if he's telling you before the play what to look for, to me that's good enough and just as good. So while like someone like Chris Collinsworth after the play is considered great at being able to diagnose what is happening, just catching Tony Romo today, he was on the call with Jim Nance for the for the Panthers Saints game. It's to be able to find something unique in something that has been done for fifty years and be the first one to do it, I think is pretty special. I do. And I and I like his I like his energy. I like what uh he has to say. And at least, uh, you know, out of the the two cowboys who jumped into that uh, that industry last year, uh, this one uh, actually is pretty good. It worked out. <laughs> Tony Romo. The other one's back playing. Yeah, didn't have to go back. I don't know if that other one's got any catches today because it's been rough going for those Dallas Cowboys. And of course, we're speaking about Jason Witten, the Cowboys' ten end. Dak Prescott has thrown to Jason Witten twice. He's got one catch for five yards. That's what you get in a 10-6 game nearing the end of the third quarter. Titans got a touchdown from Ryan Tannehill. Leonard Fournette's got two for the Jaguars, but not nearly enough. 42-17. Titans all over the Jags with eight minutes to go. Easy from Salam. I'm Dan Bayer. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Your fantasy studs coming up next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's Ephraim Salam. I'm Dan Byer. Patriots are driving, facing a second and seven from the Cowboys 29, and Tom Brady off the mark. You know what's funny is he was looking for Ben Watson, but with the Patriots and the turnover of wide receivers and guys who have worn different jerseys, sometimes you have flashbacks of, of different players in that uniform. And for a second, I'm like, Cordero Patterson! Because he wore 84 <laughs> right, at one did. point for New England. It was Ben Watson who was his target. The Jaguars have added a field goal. They're now within 22 of the nice. time. Nice! 42-20. Nice. It gets him within three scores with 448 left to go. All right, third and seven. We'll let you know what's going on here. Patriots up on the Cowboys, 10-6. 12-27 left to go in the game. This was the score at halftime as Tom Brady is able to hook up with Jacoby Myers for a first down, a gain of nine, so they'll have it first down and 10 at the 20-yard line, just entering the Cowboys' red zone. Uh, Safe to say this is vastly important for Dallas to hold New England to a field goal. Yeah, it is. Um, In this type of game where Dallas hasn't mustered up anything offensively, you can't go down by a touchdown here. You know, and and just add to your woes. You got to hold them to a field goal and keep it respectable. You know, keep it within a one-score game. It's just these type of games, man. That's why you have to dominate running the ball, right? You don't. You take yourself out of these situations, and I just don't like the 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 Dallas game plan going in, in into this game and and what they're trying to do and give credit to New England of taking things away from them um it's just you know we're, we're, does have we're, 19 carries yeah but we're in the fourth quarter and all he has is 19 carries right i mean it's 19 carries for 78 yards so he's he's been able to move the ball it's the consistency 
and handing the ball off, right? When you get a second and seven, you don't drop back and pass the ball and get an incomplete, right? You get second and seven, you hand the ball off, you get sure. three, four yards, maybe pop one, get seven yards, and you start the, the downs over again. It's that mentality of, okay, it's second and seven, we're going to run We're gonna run the ball. Right? We're going to put the onus on the guys up front. It's cold, it's rainy, the wind is whipping. Let's let our defense rest. All of these things play into you running the ball productively, and the Dallas Cowboys just haven't done it. Uh, great news for the Patriots. Pass interference call on the Cowboys on a crossing route on Julian Edelman. Jalen Smith's the one that's called for the penalty. So it'll be a first and 10 for New England. Is Again, they're in the red zone of Dallas. I believe the ball is going to be about the 14-yard line facing a first down and 10. Is Now they've reached the 11-minute mark. Great news for you. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. So the first down play for the Patriots, what they do? Hand the ball off. Yes, yes. Didn't get anything, but they don't have to. They just got to make sure that they don't turn the ball over. Let's get to some of our fantasy studs. Don't worry. We'll let you know what happens on this series because basically this is the game. If the Patriots put it in the end zone, Dallas, who's been unable to penetrate that Patriots defense deep into their New England territory to think that they're going to be able to to get two scores against New England I think is asking quite a bit. Second and 14 for the Patriots. I want to let you know that Baker Mayfield had 327 yards and three touchdowns today was picked off once but if you started Baker Mayfield you probably had a pretty good game. Who'd you start this week at quarterback? Uh, I started one Lamar Rodney Jackson. All right so you've got some waiting to do. I started Jameis Winston. Actually, oh, that's came, good for you. Yeah, 313 you. yards, three touchdowns. Was picked off twice, but the Buccaneers got a win over the Falcons today. How about Sam Darnold making the list? 315 yards and two scores for the Jets. He was balling Their victory today. over the Raiders. While Drew Brees had 311 yards and three touchdowns for the Saints in their shootout victory over the Panthers. The Cowboys, by the way, getting a stop on third and 14. Going to force a Nick Folk field goal attempt. It was a screen pass to James White that was read by the Cowboys' defense. So the Patriots are going to attempt a field goal. Cowboys getting the stop that they needed. Michael Bennett, the former Patriot, coming up big with that play. Just a great read on the screen. And we'll let you know how the Patriots do with that field goal kick. Nick Chubb, 106 yards and a touchdown for the Browns today. Rashad Penny was the running star for the Seahawks. Big touchdown run. Finished with 14 carries for 129 yards and a score. Aztecs, baby. We're everywhere. (laughs) You guys are everywhere. Derrick Henry, right now, 19 carries, 159 yards and two scores. He's also got a catch for 16 yards for the Titans today. And how about these receiving studs? Chris Godwin, seven catches, 184 yards and two touchdowns. Jarvis Landry had 10 catches for 148 yards and two scores. And DJ Moore in a losing effort for the Panthers, 126 yards and two touchdowns. Those are your fantasy studs for Week 12 in the National Football League. That field goal Ephraim was good. So the Patriots are up 13 to 6, Bar- 932 left to go in the game. Let's just lay this out here now. If the Cowboys go down and score, would you consider going for two to take a one point no. lead? Nope. Extend the game. Let's extend the game. Let's play the elements. Sure. Yeah, but you, what happens is you give yourself a chance, right? When you start playing with going for two and and taking the lead, you don't want that because. 
Now you, I mean, you still have to stop Tom Brady, right? But you want them, you want to put the onus on them to score, right? If you go down and they don't have to score and they just mm-hmm. drag this thing out and end the the game with the ball, right? Like, so you want to force them to be progressive offensively. He's Ephraim Salam. Get him on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. And if you go to Fox Sports Radio, you can join our Anybody But the Patriots campaign for Super Bowl 54. Coming up next, we'll tell you why this game is big for the Cowboys if they can pull it off in Foxborough. Such a big game and so many big decisions to be made. The Cowboys are going to be facing a third and seven as they have it's driven. It's almost like they want to turn the ball over. <laughs> So on this drive right there, there was almost that was an ill-advised play off a scramble by Dak Prescott. But prior to that, they ran a, like a trickery type of flip the ball up in the air behind the line of scrimmage type of play. And then after that, they run the option and he pitched it late. All things you shouldn't do when the weather's bad. Well, you got to let the listener know what just happened because Dak Prescott did roll out, was looking for Jason Witten in the end zone, but Stephon Gilmore dropped off of his man to almost get an interception of the Cowboys quarterback. So now a third and seven, and the Cowboys are looking for Blake Jarwin in the back of the end zone, but he came out out of bounds. So the Cowboys now with the decision, 608 down seven, all three timeouts left, fourth down and seven from the 11-yard line, Ephraim. Do you go or kick the field goal? Um, You got to kick the field goal. Yeah, you, you, you got three timeouts left. New England hasn't done enough offensively for you to worry about them, and you, you got to just kick the field goal and try to get this to uh, a last possession where you go down and try to win. And I think that's what the Cowboys are going to do is to try to make this a four-point game. It should be noted the Cowboys got into New England territory on a 59-yard pass and catch from Dak Prescott to Randall Cobb. Cobb was running down the sideline. Actually, had Devin McCourty knock the ball out of his hand, but Cobb was able to keep the football for that 59-yard game gain, which set them up for this field goal attempt. But I agree with you. With three timeouts, with six minutes left to go, if it was a fourth and two, different situation. But to have a fourth down and seven, think it's an opportunity here while you take your points. Maybe you can get another big play in the air like you just got, and then you could take your chances there. 13-9 to nine is now the score with the Cowboys. I had asked you before we just stepped away for a little bit that the for the Cowboys, if they were to score a touchdown, whether to go for two or not or kick the extra point, and you said at the time that the Cowboys should now this, by the way, this scenario doesn't remain in play unless the Patriots now go and kick a field goal, but if the Cowboys would have scored with an opportunity to take the lead on a two-point conversion or tie it with an extra point, you would you said they should what? They should kick the extra point. Tie yes, it. And, and I agree with that, but I agree with it for these reasons. If you at the start of the game could say you're going to have to go to Foxborough and play the 9 and 1 Patriots and you're not going to lose, would you take that? And I think that yeah, if you're the Dallas Cowboys in this situation to not lose that game, that's a win in their book because that's a game that you're not expected to win. It would also be a, a win, a, meaning a tie, would be a win for the Cowboys for the simple fact, Ephraim, of it now would at least allow them to have a little bit more separation from Philadelphia. 
in that division where if, let's say, you lost to the Eagles in Philadelphia in the return matchup in that series, you still would have a half-game lead on them, and you would have that edge. So even if you were able to go to an overtime and, and end up playing for a tie, that's okay for the Cowboys in that situation. Like they, like they they don't have to have to win this game. A tie for them, I think, would mean a little bit more than maybe some other team. Yeah, you know? it, it it's uh you can't lose ground, right? So anything that keeps you from losing ground, tie a win, that's where your your mindset has to be right now because their division is so up in the air. No one knows what's going on there. It's important for them to capitalize on every situation, every game moving forward, uh, or they can find themselves on the wrong end of uh, uh, a disastrous season. Well, you know, the Cowboys, the the crazy thing about it is because of the success of the Niners and Seahawks and the success of the Saints and Packers and Vikings is they don't have to worry about the other consequences because you have to win the division to get in. So you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. It's basically just making sure that you finish ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's the biggest key that I see, at least for the Cowboys, in trying to navigate it is you don't have to worry about the other three divisions. You just try to figure out a way to handle your business, watch what Philadelphia is doing, and then that way you can get into the postseason. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's one of those situations where the expectations for the Dallas Cowboys this year were so high. Isn't that right, Bobo? Our uh, resident board uh, guy, board guy, board board <laughs> board operator. I mean, I don't think that there's a team fan that can say that they don't have high expectations for their team. Yeah, but this is this year was a little different, and we talked earlier in the show about the expectation coming into the season after the holdout. This being the team on paper that looked that, good that could get them to the the promised land, yeah, meaning the Super did. Bowl. It did. As a fan, I thought, like, especially after how we played last year, I figured that it would be a lot better this year, and it hasn't. So, yeah, <laughs> um, there's that. And, you know, the holdout for $90 million, and I still haven't seen $90 million worth of a running back from him. Like, I, I just I don't see the big hype around Zeke anymore. Well, like, he ran good those first two years, and now it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I got my I, money. I, w- I would argue this, though. You didn't pay Zeke $90 million to – to dominate weeks four through twelve, right, right, you know, like so, and in weeks th- four through twelve in the in the first season of that, but that contract you paid him that to get you to those later months yep. where he he can dominate, right? Because if you don't dominate, if for twelve weeks or for eight weeks, then you're you put yourself in a position where it doesn't even matter because you're not going to even be in the postseason. So all of a sudden, if they get to the postseason, Zeke is going to have those 150-yard games, 200-yard games rushing. How? How, Sway? You ain't got the answers. Well, no, I, th- I just think that to sit here and say that Z- Zeke isn't worth it, and I don't think that's not what Bobo's saying. He's no. just saying that right now for what you paid him, you haven't gotten your return. But my argument is that isn't necessarily why you paid him. Now, actually, I actually think that the starting line is right now. Now, for what Zeke does for the rest of the season. So is this the game reason. is the starting line, or after this game? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, not specific to Week 12 of the New England Patriots, but the final third of the season is where I, I understand that. But in a game like this, right? In a game like this, 
and you look at Zeke, he has 21 carries for 86 yards. He's doing good work. But they're not giving him the ball enough. He's not giving you his longest run is 12 yards. Right? Where's the where's the explosion? Explosive run. He does have four catches for 40 yards, and he just picked up a big first down, at least on the previous possession. Right. But now you're in a position to where you're hoping that New England does something to give you the ball back, which they're probably not going to do as they just picked up a third, I mean, a second and 10 uh, Brady to Edelman, which we continue to say no matter what weapons they do or don't have, Edelman is the guy that he's going to go to. And so now you're in a situation as the Dallas Cowboys and you're waiting, you're wondering and waiting, right? So now you put all of the onus on the shoulders of Dak Prescott, right? Like now you get the ball back. Say you stop him or whatever, you get the ball back and it's on Dak Prescott to drive the team down the field opposed to you controlling the ball, controlling the narrative with the running game. That's just so you, that's what, just the way I, I look you, at it. But that's not on Zeke, though, then. No, that's, it's not yeah. on, like I said, yeah. if they lose this game, what did I say? Yeah, earlier you said, yeah, talking about the Cowboys coaching staff and, and the game plan of you can't just drop back on second and seven every time. you got to establish the run. you got to establish the run. That puts the pressure on the New England Patriots. If you drop back and you want to throw the ball on second and medium every time, then the pressure's on you, not them. It's hard enough to catch the pass, uh, you know, with, without the rain and, and, and all of that. And now you have that, and now you you, you put the, 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 the onus on yourself, right? Two things bad can happen when you pass the ball. Incomplete and interception. Right? One good thing can happen. You can catch it, which you're supposed to do. But if you can dominate first and second down with the run, it makes those third downs so much easier. Speaking of third downs, that's what the Patriots are going to be facing. There's already three minutes taken off the clock on this Patriots drive. They're down to three minutes. It's a third and ten. Cowboys have not used any timeouts. The third down play is going to come from the Cowboys' 41-yard line. And you'd have to think that they're going to Julian Edelman in a situation like this. Quite possibly, but instead they go to Rex Burkhead and he drops it. Wouldn't have been close to a first down, but it's going to be incomplete. Fourth down and ten, and now the Patriots likely punting it to the Cowboys. And here we go, Dak Prescott. It's all you, baby. What we got, Bobo? We them boys. Yep. <laughs> do you have confidence that Dak re- Prescott can do it? Do you realize you never tell me what's up or hi every time you see me as Weedon Boys? That's your greeting. You know why? Now? You know why, Bobo? Because Weedon Boys. Just explain to the <laughs> explain to the listeners what you have on and what you have on every single time I see you. Go ahead. Uh, Cowboys gear whenever we play. Okay. Have so on I, my Cowboys hat with Bobo on the side of my hat. Right. Cowboys shirt on. Okay. And that's all I'm telling you that I have on this Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> you got some Cowboy draws on. We got Cowboy socks. So, yeah, every time I see you, it's like we them boys because you're representing them boys. He's Z from Salam. That's Bobo, by the way, technical producer, sliding in the Our chair. board guy. <laughs> Gavin Kids is our executive producer. I'm Dan Byer. Get from on Twitter, at from Salam. 
Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So the Cowboys are going to take over first down and 10, but inside their 10-yard line after the Patriots punt, Dak Prescott's going to have to lead his team down. He has 92 yards mm. to victory. We'll tell you if it happens coming up next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. Patriots up on the Cowboys, 13 to 9. They're at the two-minute warning. Cowboys facing a third and one from their own 35-yard line. They've got all three timeouts, so time really shouldn't be an issue. You just need to get that yard for that extra set of downs to keep these chains moving. This drive started at the Cowboys' own eight-yard line. <laughs> I was a bit surprised as Ezekiel Elliott catches a pass for a first down, but there is a flag on the play. When you have three timeouts, Ephraim, and you have a third and one, and you just you need to get the first down, I'm surprised they didn't run the ball. You run the ball. You run but you don't even need your timeouts. Because you run the ball, you get the first down, you get back up to the line, and you you run a play. That's that's it. That's easy. 
and the flag is on the Cowboys. You know why? Because it's holding. You know why? Because you're backpedaling. As an offensive lineman, that was a terrible call anyway. It's a terrible call, but it doesn't matter. You run the ball. You let those guys be aggressive. It's wet. It's rainy. Footing is it's it's difficult for defensive players. This is this is a, a you got two hundred million dollars locked up into the offensive line. <laughs> and and you're right. You're exactly right. And this is this is a situation where you would have two shots to get one yard. And and if that's your bread and butter, and as we were just talking about, if that's why you pay Ezekiel Elliott ninety million dollars, it's for plays like that. Instead, oh you're making Z- Dak this, Prescott this terrible throw off of his back foot in the rain, and now a fourth down and eleven. Your point about the 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 pay, play calling has been a theme throughout this show. Have I been right or have I been right? Yeah, no, it's you're you're spot on one million percent. There is no way that if you are the Cowboys. You know, here's the other thing is Dak is big enough and Dak is a big enough runner. Go under center and just, just get the yard. Get that, the yard, if, reset the downs. If that was the Patriots on the field, Tom Brady would have ran over center and gotten a first down. The like number one thing, and on fourth and 11, they're bringing pressure. You know what's about to happen, right? The number one thing. And they connect Amari Cooper with a catch at the 45-yard line. Cowboys stay alive. Sorry, go ahead. The number one thing in the two-minute drive is resetting the downs. Right? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're going to look at this. I don't know if he caught it. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I get it. Hey, hey, I get it. On and a different, that is... That is not going to be a catch. That is not a catch. The ball ended up going through the hands of Amari Cooper, hitting the ground, and then bouncing up. That is not a catch. <laughs> this is Bobo. How does that make you feel, man? Ah, not surprised. <laughs> the the you ever just have one of them games that you just know that is going to happen? This was that one game this year that I was just like, ah, eh, whatever. This is the pro- this is the issue though with a game like this. Is you've had opportunities. You've had you've it, had opportunities. There's there's the Seahawks are a perfect example. The Seahawks really haven't played any blowout games this season. When you look at the games that they have played, they're nine and two and they've won a lot of close games. Maybe some of those games they were outplayed by the other team, but they figured out a way to keep themselves in it. I at least give Dallas credit for being like, all right, we were able to stay in the game enough where we get the ball back down four in Foxborough, even though the conditions are poor, we have a chance to win the game. Now it's just the ability for us to do something with it. It's just then how you handle those situations this when is, you get the opportunity to win the game. wasted opportunity right here. You Big had time. the New England Patriots struggling, as they have been the last three weeks offensively. You have a dominant, a so-called dominant offensive line the highest paid running back in the league and a quarterback that you put in the MVP conversation and you can't muster up touchdowns. You can't muster up one yard on third and one. This is, this is the problem. Guess who, guess who that falls on. That's on Jason Garrett. And so what I was like, I was saying, right. At a certain point, we went through this up and down roller coaster with Jason Garrett. Is he on the hot seat? Is he not? The whole time Tony Romo was the the, the quarterback. We usher in a new quarterback, new 
everything, new system, new offensive coordinators, everything's different, and you still find yourself in this situation. What are we doing? Seriously. Like, what are we doing? At some point, someone's going to have to say, okay, in order for us to maximize the talent that we have and that we're paying for. I know. Right? Am I right? You know, I hate to. And by the way, the call was overturned. It's an incomplete pass. So Amari Cooper, who doesn't have a catch on the day, doesn't get that catch. So a minute 44 is on the clock. The Cowboys have all three of their timeouts. They've given it back to New England at the 35 – or checked at the 25-yard line because of the holding penalty. So now New England just needs a first down. If they don't get a first down, they They could conceivably kick a field goal to make it a seven-point game. Which is funny because the line is six and a half. half. (laughs) Well, Dallas. It's all going to matter if the Patriots can get these 10 yards or not. And the handoff goes to Sony Michelle, I believe. And he gets down to about the 20-yard line. So it'll be a second down and five. Cowboys calling a timeout with uh, about six ticks coming off the clock. So about a minute 38 left to go in the game. This is what's going to happen. Minute 40 left to go in the game. This is what's going to happen, though, Ephraim, is you're going to hear replay reviews that call. But what led to that call? The holding penalty that wasn't. That was but a terrible call. It was a, it was a bad call, but in reality, you don't have the you don't allow for the phantom hold. You don't. You line up. It's third and one. You have a minute and fifty eight seconds left in the game. It's third and one. You get up under the center. You snap the ball. It's called Peter. 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 You get your first down. You reset the downs. Now you go into your place. Right. You don't even have to call a timeout or anything. They about to score a touchdown. <laughs> the first down run for Sony Michelle gets inside the 10-yard line. The Cowboys are going to call a timeout here, but they're not going to be able to stop the clock. New England's going to win this thing 13-9. to that- it's, it's, it, I mean, you put yourself in this situation to where everything right has to happen, right? Like, instead of giving yourself an opportunity, and this goes into play calling earlier in the game, right? How are you controlling the game? What are you doing? And I, it's just, it, it starts with the head coach. You got the guys. You got a young roster. You got guys who are going to be good for a long time. Who's leading them? And what direction are they going in? They're going to be six and five after this. This is the year. Remember, on paper, this is the year. Super Bowl or bust. Brother. What, what what goes through an offensive lineman's mind when I'm, it's third I, I, I get, I'm pissed off. When it's third and one and you have the two-minute warning and you come to the sidelines and you hear the play call. I'm, I'm mad. I'm pissed off. That's that's just because I, I want to be aggressive. Everything I do, I want to be aggressive. That's why I love play-action passes because I get to fire off, hit somebody in the mouth, and, and get my hands on them and manhandle them. Last thing I want to do in the rain is backpedal. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a very good point. That's the last yeah. thing I want to do is backpedal. It's not set up for me to be successful. Right? Footing is bad. So someone pushing against someone who's trying to stop, mm-hmm. who's that benefiting? On a slip and slide. Who's that benefiting? <laughs> no one. The, the time amount. Now, the Cowboys have called a timeout. It's second in goal. The Patriots, the Cowboys have no more timeouts. The Patriots can obviously take a snap here. 
which will then run the clock down to about 50 seconds. And then they'd take another snap, and then they would have about 10 seconds left. What is cur- What I'm curious to see is if the Patriots will try to run some time off the clock by maybe going outside or handing it off just to run around a few seconds. That's exactly what Sony Michelle is doing, just to even take a couple of seconds because there's about a 10-second differential now between being able to run out the clock on the, on the last play. They're going to have a fourth down play with about if the Patriots have their well, you druthers. kick the field goal. You have to kick the field goal. But if, with, with four, if there was four seconds left in this game, and it's just this is basically the game is over with. But the point being is for those in Las Vegas that may be interested. Yeah, and you, you don't have a fourth down, and you don't want to turn the ball over on downs with any time left. Here, here's the question. This is what the Patriots actually are. There's about a six second differential. So Tom Brady's going to take a snap under center, immediately takes a knee. There's going to be a five-second differential on fourth and goal. So as and Ephraim mentioned it that the Patriots were favored by six and a half. You get one play. You know what you do? You roll out Tom Brady, and then you just have him throwing him out of the back of the end zone. You know, you just kick the, the field, field goal. Why? Why would you? Why would you, you would kick the field because goal? Because the these line conditions? is five and a half. <laughs> six, <laughs> and a half. <laughs> six and a half. Excuse me. That's why. I wonder who you. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money on. This week? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have them. <laughs> but Brian, no, in our one-on-one pool, he had he picked Dallas plus the points. Oh, and you just don't want him to I win. I do not want him to win, so I, I need them to kick the field goal. Kick the field goal, man. There's there's going to be about four or five seconds left on the clock. Patriots call the timeout. There's no way that they kick a field goal here. Why not? Because of everything you said of the difficulty of the conditions, you really want to put the ball in play There'd be no reason for them to Kick go up the seven. Field goal. They're going to roll out. Go up seven. No, they're going to max protect. Brady's going to roll out. He's going to throw a ball into the 19th row at Gillette Stadium, and the game is going to be over. And the Cowboys are going to go home four-point losers. That's what's going to happen here. I'm telling you. This is – I. they're not in the victory formation with five seconds left. Brady <laughs> throws – a high ball into the end zone, and it ends up dropping. And now they're going to say that there was one second left on the clock. <laughs> that is impossible. <laughs> there is. Oh, this is this is great stuff. This is now it's. See, this is why he. This is why. No, this is why you kicked the field goal. The, no, this the, they just played it wrong. They needed to roll out Brady. This is why you kicked the field goal. All right, because now you. This is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get the one of those wacky defensive touchdowns. But it doesn't. It doesn't. What happens now is just let's say for the sake of argument, they throw a pass, and they get pass interference down the field, <laughs> somewhere around the twenty yard line. Right, and now you have one play from the twenty-yard line, which is a very doable play for a touchdown. Right? Yes. Th- that's that, why you kick the field goal. No, you don't kick the field goal. They they just didn't. the The Patriots made the right decision. They just didn't execute it to the best. You of kick their abilities. the field goal because if you miss, it doesn't matter. Time is gone. Maybe if they, you make it, you score the points. So you, just, you don't give them the ball back. There's, there is. It's crazy to think that the game clock that Tom Brady threw it straight up in the air, 
And then it went out of bounds and was caught by a Marine. Oh, dropped, oh, by, dropped a Marine. by a Marine <laughs> in the end zone. Brady is wondering how in the world there's one second left on the clock. The, this is, I just want to keep it here. We'll get to David Gaskin to recap goal, the, the entire day. But one second left. The Patriots are out by four. The Cowboys do have the ball at their own 15-yard line. This could be this could be a situation where you're going to get a defensive touchdown. Oh, or you just get 12 yards what receiving. Was that? Pass to Michael Gallup. He ends up being tackled, and now the game is over. Patriots win. They don't cover, but they improve to 10 and one. Cowboys fall to six and five. But still lead you the gotta, NFC you, you, East. You, Jason Garrett has to be on the hot seat. It is Fox Sports it, 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 Red Zone Radio. Not be. That's he from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. I, be. Listen, I just. What do you think, Bobo? I, yes, he needs to go. Bye. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I mean, this okay. is crazy. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna replace? It him doesn't with? matter. It's it's. It, it, at some point, you have to go in another direction because this status quo that you're in. Think about that. Unless, this 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 area of grayness that you're in. Where does it go? You're you are Dak Prescott has gotten to be a, a pretty good quarterback. And now you're risking that if you don't have Lincoln Riley or somebody set up to take that job, I don't think you could just fire Jason Garrett and say, All right, who are we gonna bring in because we're the Cowboys? I don't think that I don't think that it works like that anymore. He's here from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. David Gascon joins us here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio to give us, I don't know, caught up today on what happened outside of what went down in Foxborough. Wow. Somebody didn't cover. Congratulations to Brian now. Um, guys, Patriots do win it 13 to uh, 9. They improved to 10 and 1 this season. Dallas falls to 6 and 5. Earlier today, all kinds of teams got their W's. Buccaneers got a win. They beat Atlanta 35 22. Bears came from behind to beat the Giants 19 14. Saints were up 14 points early on against Carolina, but they showed some grit and came back to make it a tie tie, tie game 31 31. But the Saints win it 34 31. Christian McCaffrey, 133 total yards in the loss. Denver got beat by Buffalo. They're now 8-3 this season. 20-3 was the final. Jets all over the Raiders, 34-3. Sam Darnold, three touchdowns in the ballgame, two passing and one rushing. Robbie Anderson had four grabs for 86 yards. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Bengals, so they're now 0-11 this season. 16-10 was the final. Redskins, 19-16. Over the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford could be done for the season. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Seahawks forced four turnovers from Carson Wentz, and they beat him in Philadelphia today, 17-9. Jaguars got beat up in Tennessee by the Titans, 42-20. Derrick Henry had 19 carries for 159 yards and also a couple scores. Guys, Sunday night football take place in Santa Clara. Got San Francisco and Green Bay. Packers on the road, three-point favorites. Who do you like that one, huh? The 49ers are favorites, aren't they? I have it plus three. Wait, let's go to our let's go to our 49ers are favored okay. by three points. Yes, that's what I, I thought. A, I have a plus three on here. Oh, for for what? By the Packers? Yeah, yeah. Then that means the 49ers no. I mean, excuse me. I I I know I have oh. a 49ers plus three on here. Oh, okay. But you know what? These are brand new screens that you got us. <laughs> so it could be my eyes playing tricks on me. Thank you very much. <laughs> it took us a full season, but you I'll, hooked us up, man. I'll, I'll give you the best lines you can believe. <laughs> I'm David Gascon. I'm your guy. Cowboys 20-point underdogs. You got it. <laughs> oh, good stuff, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah, we do have new screens in there. Wide screens. We don't have TVs. them in here. No, we don't. So <laughs> the, kudos to you for hooking up the talent in here. I uh, appreciate I that. Wish, I wish to say that I had something to do with it. But the first computers ever invented. 
<laughs> we, Console computer in here. The Dell Ones, I think they call <laughs> I'm playing Minesweep right now. We we got Windows 10 on these computers. It's 1910. That's what it was from. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just a joke. You really think... Because of the outcome of this game today is reason enough for Jason Garrett to lose his No, job. no, no. Not today. But what I said was if they find themselves in a situation where they don't make the playoffs in a terrible division, then, yeah, something has to give. What What's going to change? Players have been changing. New quarterback, new running back. Like, What's, what's going to be different? Is it going to be a – oh? We'll get them next year. Mm-hmm. What are we, what are we going to do? I'm gonna I'm gonna change the the question that I give you to to put a different spin. Do you think that Dak Prescott is good enough to navigate a coaching change? Do you think that that he is? Yes. And I think I think that's an issue as well. Like, do you, do you think that Dak has arrived enough where it doesn't matter? Like he's like he's he's broken out of his I guess rookie stage if you will he is advanced where there is enough of a foundation there for him to build on something new with maybe a new voice well, he's been in the league four years sure right? but there's, so, there's the question about if him getting a long-term contract and whether he's worth it or not right yeah but it, well i mean if you think there's no options for jason for to replace jason garrett who are you gonna replace him with i i you're right. You're 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 exactly right. The point being is, would a coaching change hinder Dak Prescott's development, or is Dak Prescott already developed? He's I guess developing. That's the point. He's yeah. developing. He has an, an, enough of a skill set to where it won't. He's not uh, Baker Mayfield, right? He's yes. not uh, much better. Uh, 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 Blake Bortles. Jameis Winston was the guy, and I know you were out last week, but Jameis Winston was the guy that we were talking about where Jameis keeps on getting chance after chance after chance because you're like, I know that there's something there. He just keeps on throwing interceptions. Like, we see it in the numbers. We can see, but this is like why Jameis is getting chance after chance after chance because you see something there. With Dak, for some reason, I don't think people want to see what's there. And I think that he's actually gotten to the point. And if you look at what he's done in the second half of last season and what he's done to this season, it warrants enough. He's arrived. He's there. I actually would agree with you in in the fact of I don't think that it would hinder him. But that was my point that I brought up earlier. Like, are you willing willing to risk that? Are you willing to put uh, him in another offense? Those are the questions that Jerry Jones is going to have to answer if he's going to make a, a coaching change because then the entire staff goes out likely. and You're not keeping Kellen Moore around to work with him like like he has been. Those are the other big questions that you okay, have Okay, so to if you in. don't do it now, when do you do it? That's the whole point. And that's been the problem, right? They didn't want to make a change when – when it was Tony Romo, they didn't make it. They, now they went four years into Dak Prescott, a new, you know, mm-hmm. new coaches, new offensive coordinator. You got well, the remember- core of the, the Dallas Cowboys are young, right? They're going to pay Dak. They're going to pay Amari. So now you got all this money tied up into this young, talented team. Mm-hmm. Where Where are we leading them to? In a division, nowhere right in now. A, in a division where they should be dominating, they're st- <laughs> they're not they're dominating. The, yeah, they're not the dominating the division. The New York Giants are two and nine. Washington's two and nine. I have one team competing. The Philadelphia. We just had a whole segment in the first hour about 
did Philadelphia make a mistake with Carson Wentz? And 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 who's this Carson Wentz that's playing now opposed to mm-hmm. who came into the league? So after the injury, post-injury, he hasn't been – he's been a shadow of what he was prior to the injury. What I think is going to be is J.C. Garrett's death nail is the conversation that has popped up this week, I think more so than ever. It happened after the Packers' loss. It happened after the Vikings' loss of – who have you beaten that you maybe shouldn't have, right? Like if you're in these games with Green Bay, you're in these games with the Vikings, you look at their schedule, their schedule is gone really exactly how you thought. You can't go, right? you can't, when you have a, a, a top team, and I have the same problem with Kansas City, you can't lose three games in a row at any point. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Think about that, it just doesn't happen. You come out of the gate 3-0, and then you lose to the Saints, the Packers, and the Jets, right? The Jets one is like, okay, that can kill us at the end of the year. If they miss it by a game, that game is going to kill them. So now it's like, okay, this Eagles game that's coming up is going to be huge. Last game of the uh, second to the last game of the year. And if they're battling, for because only one team out of this division mm-hmm. is going to the playoffs. Yep. So we, we know that. The, the NFC is, is is stacked. Only one team out of this division is going to the playoffs. And if it happens to be the Philadelphia Eagles, you mean to tell me you bring Jason Garrett back in that locker room for another year? Honestly, let's be real. It'd be very difficult. They, they, they haven't beaten any of the good teams. The same argument that Jim Harbaugh gets nailed with at Michigan is you don't beat teams that are better than you. Like you, you can't beat the Ohio States. You can't beat those top teams when when Notre Dame is good. It's the same thing with with the Cowboys. Michigan may have their chance this weekend against Ohio State. Yeah, but, that's not going to go well. But the the when you look at the Cowboys schedule, you could say yeah they should beat the Giants. Yeah they should beat the Redskins. You know what the Vikings game? I don't know. They lose the Packers game. You know I don't know. They lose the Saints game. Uh, I don't know. They lose Patriots game. Uh, I don't know. They lose. That's going to be the death nail for Jason Garrett. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. Your MVPs for Week Twelve coming up next year on Fox. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Encourage you to go to the Fox Sports Radio Twitter account and join our Anybody But the Patriots campaign <laughs> as it started. Patriots beat the Cowboys today 13 to 9. Here are your MVPs for week 12. You ready? Yeah. This is Fox Football Sunday. MVP. Most valuable plays. Buccaneers and Falcons. Peyton Barber, a sidecar to the left on third down and goal from the one. In motion, Godwin. Here's the snap. Western to throw. To the left side, it is a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. It's been the Chris Godwin show today in Atlanta. Two touchdowns for Big Chris. 98 Rock and the Buccaneers Radio Network. Lady, what is that? Broncos and Bills. Here comes pressure. They pick it up. Josh Myers. Cut. Cole Beasley at the five into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Buffalo. They picked up the blitz. And Cole Beasley was open. Single coverage over the middle. Josh Allen fired a strike. 
First touchdown of the game for the Buffalo Bills. WGR and the Bills Radio Network. The lady, what do you think? Giants and Bears. Three receiver slot left, snap, fakes the handoff to Montgomery, going to throw the left seam, and he's caught inside the flag. Robinson to the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Allen Robinson fighting with the defender. Corey Ballantyne, the nickel, and he's in from 32 yards, and the Bears have the lead. WBBM News Radio, 780 AM and 105.9 FM, Bears Radio Network. Lady, what do you Steelers and Bengals. Second and 17 from the 21, Hodges, back, waits, looks, fires it down the middle of the field. Wide open is Washington on his way, 40, 35, 30, bumps a man at the 20, 15, 10, touchdown Pittsburgh. Wow, 73 yards. Hodges to Washington. 970 AM Steelers Radio Network. Lady, what is that? Dolphins and Browns. Mayfield under center. Takes the snap. Play action fake to Chubb. Looking, looking, going down the field. There's Beckham up there. He got it. Touchdown. OBJ right in front of the dog pound. Browns Radio Network. Lady, what is that? Panthers and Saints. Breeze under center, fakes the handoff to Kamara, looks to throw, wide open, touchdown, Traquan Smith. 13 yards to Traquan Smith and the Saints with two touchdowns here in the first quarter. WWL Saints Radio Network. Lady, what is that? Raiders and Jets. First and ten Raiders, back to throw Carr, throws one over the middle, it's tipped up in the air and picked off by Poole, and he's going to go into the end zone for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Brian Poole, pick six, off the deflected pass from Derek Carr, the Jet defense scores. Jets Radio Network. Lady, what is that? Seahawks and Eagles. David Moore wide to the far side. They hand off straight up, up the middle. And Penny is off to the race of 20, 15, 10, 5. He's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. He was shot out of a gun. Rashad Penny from 58 yards out takes it to the house. And if you can't chip away, why not blow up the entire stone? Seahawks Radio Network. Lady, what do you think? Cowboys and Patriots. Brady takes the step. Backs up, lucky left. Back shoulder fade for Harry in the end zone. Caught it. Touchdown, Patriots. Beautiful throw, terrific catch for his first career score, Nikhil Harry. 98.5 The Sports Hub and the Patriots Radio Network. Lady, what do you think? Jaguars and Titans. Play fakes, Tannehill fires down the middle, caught. Brown, 50, Brown, 40. Brown 30, 20, Brown 10, Brown 5, Brown end zone. Ladies and gentlemen, that is 65 yards. A.J. Brown, touchdown, Titans! WGFX 104.5, Titans Radio Network. Lady, what is that? Lions and Redskins. Nickoff coming down short. It is muffed by Sims, picks it up at the 10, gets hit, breaks a tackle, gets it across the 20, 25, 30, up the left side, line of the 40, to the 50. He's going all the way. Steven Sims taking it to the house for a Redskins touchdown. That little muff might have thrown that coverage team off. Sims broke a couple tackles and did what he did best. He flew into the end zone. Redskins Radio Network. The most valuable plays. That's game, huh? Put the dagger in. This is Fox Football Sunday. I may not agree with you on every single point, but I think that your synopsis of the Jason Garrett situation is fair. 
I appreciate that. The The fact is the Cowboys have gotten so far, but there are certain things that are holding them back. Today, a perfect example. And I think Dak Prescott's good enough to handle any coaching change. I think that the foundation is there. You don't have to worry about him regressing. But, yeah, if this team can't beat teams that, that are at least even or maybe have that week where they can beat a better team, then maybe you got to look somewhere else. Well, you can because this is an argument and a discussion we've been having for a decade now. And so now you got a, a young team, talented, that just they, they're better than six and five, and it's unacceptable. They'll have an opportunity to uh, get this loss out of their mouth quickly because they've got the Bills coming up on Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving Happy to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and, and all of our family. listeners. And we'll do it uh, again next week in week 13. Talk to you then. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.